Welcome to Know Your Berkshires. My name is Ed Berniski at home location today from the Pistil Civitan. Uh, the Pistil Civitan does this on a monthly basis, and today we have Nolan Fernandez who's going to talk to us about ticks. But before we do this, I'd like to give a little bit more information on Civitan. We normally meet the second and fourth Tuesday of the month, but because of this pandemic, we're not doing that right now. We also have scheduled a soup fest, which we raised around $10,000 each year uh, in late March. Well, we had to reschedule it until September 25th at the, Ber at the Berkshire Hills Country Club. So the tickets are still good, and it's going to be September 25th. So at this point, I'd like to introduce uh, Nolan Fernandez, and maybe he can in in introduce himself and his, his resume, and uh, this is going to be a very good presentation. So take it away, Nolan. Hi, so uh, I'm Nolan Fernandez. Uh, I am local to the area. I grew up in Great Barrington, um, and then I went to school out in uh, UMass Amherst. I did my graduate program there as well. Uh, I have a master's in microbiology, uh, but most of my work was in disease ecology uh, in mosquitoes and ticks. Uh, and uh, I came back to the area, and I'm working local, and... Uh, Pretty much, I'm trying to just make make uh, people more aware of the tick situation and kind of create a program in Pittsfield to help um, just people that have questions and kind of build a little more infrastructure for public health in that in that sense. Well, that's great. I think uh, a lot of people has uh, you know some questions regarding ticks, and I know you gave me some questions. And one of the questions that you gave me. Do, do the ticks fly or they jump on you? Yeah, so what, one big misconception, a lot of people, or some people think that ticks either fly or jump, uh, but in reality, they don't. Uh, they crawl. Um, they're more similar to uh, lice in that way. Um, so the way that they're designed is their legs have these little spurs that are really good to, uh, they're really good for grabbing onto hair and skin. Uh, so once they cling on, um, so ticks do a, Ticks quest. Um, so what they'll do is they'll sense heat and CO2. And if they're on ground level, they'll crawl up a branch um, or some sort of uh, uh, vegetation and they stick out their arms sensing CO2. Um, and pretty much when someone walks by, they'll just grab onto them and just crawl until they find a nice dark, um, like undisturbed area. And that's when they'll start taking a blood meal. Um, and then at, at that point is when you have your first contact, where um, your potential contact of uh, a tick-borne illness. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I, I personally had a couple of ticks on me in the last five years, one in which I was on the Cape. And I knew there were signs there that were saying, you know, beware of the ticks. And I thought nothing of it. And then a couple of days later, I asked my wife, what, what do I have up here? And it was a bullseye already. And my wife got the tick out, and I called my doctor, and he sent me a couple. He uh, gave me some um, a medication for that. I took I think for one day. I think it was two pills, and I was lucky. Uh, within three or four days, the bullseye was just about gone. Um, what's the best way to remove the ticks? I know um, we, we went on the internet. We tried it, and so I don't think I got it all. But my wife said she did get it all, so she must have. I didn't get sick from it. But what's the best way to someone to to remove a tick from their body? Yeah, so I would recommend, uh, so the, so usually for adults, um, I prefer using my fingers. 
because um, you just get a better grasp on it. Sometimes with the tweezers, um, you can like easily rip the head off, or you can easily rip the body off the head, and then you have the head embedded. Um, Disease-wise, that doesn't really matter because as soon as the tick is removed, um, transmission stops, but you can still get a local infection because it, it's still an open wound. Um, so what, what I so for adults, I usually use my fingertips. You can also use uh, like fine point tweezers. Um, pretty much the the essential part is just getting close, is uh, getting as close as you can to the skin and just pulling straight upward. Um, a lot of people say to twist the tick, um, like put Vaseline on it, put alcohol on it, burn it. Um, you could do that, but you're risking yourself of injuring yourself more. Um, the easiest thing is just use tweezers, um, remove the tick, um, slightly disinfect the area with a little bit of alcohol, um, nothing fancy. Uh, and then usually what I recommend is once the tick is removed, um, put the tick in like a Ziploc bag, label the date the tick was removed and who it was removed off of. Um, so if, for example, a month down the road, you end up getting a bullseye rash um, or you just feel sick, you have that tick, which is your pretty much a little piece of information of if that tick was carrying something. Um, and then there's, there's uh, places like UMass Amherst, where I worked at, that will test the tick for different pathogens. And then with that information, if you do get a positive, you can take that to your doctor and uh, do um, whatever adequate uh, treatment you need. Yeah. Do generally speaking, do, um, I know the first time I had one, I got a, this red bullseye. And after I took the medication, it lasted for like three to five days, maybe a week at the most. And then, then the second one I got in, in my yard, I was able to get it off pretty quickly, but I didn't get a bullseye, but I still called my primary care physician to, so that he gave me some medication. Is that, is that what you should be doing in that case? Calling your doctor? I mean, I have no clue. You, you, so you, the rule of thumb is um, with tick bites, most diseases are transmitted after 24 hours. Uh, oh. So most of the studies out there um, show that uh, – Lyme disease is transmitted within 48 hours is when you start seeing transmission. Um, th but that that's with animal models, uh, human models. They haven't done much research on that. So it can vary. Um, we still don't know. What ex like what the time lapse is? There's very low risk to no risk of uh, transmission uh, for the uh, for the bacterial uh, infection. Um, there is a viral infection um, called Powassan virus, um, which can be transmitted within 15 minutes. Um, but in west in the western part of Massachusetts, it's uh, I don't think we've seen it. Um, it's mostly in coastal Massachusetts. All right. Wow. Um, tell me what happens if you squeezed it and some of them maintain in, the, in your skin. Can that poison you more or she, she, someone should be alarmed with that or not? They, should, they shouldn't be alarmed with it. Um, a lot of people think that if, if you have a, like an engorged tick on you and you squeeze it, it's going to throw up all of the gut yeah. or like all the, like all, everything that it ate up. Um, so the way it works is that it's a one-way – it's a pretty much a one-way funnel. Um, so once the tick starts taking in blood – um, there's no way for it to uh, pretty much spit up anything. 
what happens is the way the bacteria gets transmitted is when the tick takes in the blood meal um, and the and the blood in the bacteria are in the gut, uh, the bacteria then migrates out of the gut into the salivary glands. And when the tick bites a human or whatever host it's biting, that's when you get that uh, point of contact. It's not because it's spitting up um, any blood or anything. Oh, so yeah. here, here we have a good example of, uh, here we have a uh, dog tick, a female dog tick who uh, bit someone. And so they release this chemical that uh, pretty much concrete, it's, it's like a bio-concrete. Um, so they stick to the skin and once they feed to completion, um, they cause uh, necrosis around the tissue. So it kind of, it's like a natural biopsy. It removes that, it's almost like a skin plug. They fall off and then they lay their eggs. Mechanics behind how to speed, stick on, complete their uh, feeding cycle and fall off. Wow. That's an interesting picture, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now, is that blown up a lot? I mean, that's going to be blown up a lot, right? Because you know, usually a tick, the ones that I have are very small. Yeah, yeah. This is under a micro. That, that's under a microscope. So that right. the tick um, that we just saw there is probably a little bit smaller than the uh, than your pinky nail. Yeah, that's what and I that's thought. flat. That, so that this tick is not fed, and this tick right here is the Lone Star tick. This is the tick that there's a lot of controversy between um, if it causes the red meat allergy that people have been hearing about. Um, so supposedly, or, or pretty much what it is, is the, uh, the tick has uh, something similar to alpha, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, alpha, no, yeah. There's a protein in the saliva that replicates uh, proteins that are in red meat. Uh, and what happens is if you get bit by this tick, your immune system reacts to that, um, specific protein. And when you eat red meat, your immune system sees it as a pretty much an antigen and, uh, it, it starts attacking, um, it would attack that. And that's when you get these, uh, red meat allergies and potentially, uh, they can be severe with like anaphylactic shock. Um, here we have your tick that transmits Lyme disease, anaplasmosis, or anaplasma, uh, Babesia. Uh, so this is the deer tick. This is a female deer tick. Um, so some of the features that you can look at it, um, that you can look for are the reddish orange body with a black scutum, which is almost like the upper head area. Um, so this is the one that's currently active now and will be active until pretty much December, January or first snowfall. Um, so right now we're in adult season with a little bit of nymph season. Um, and the nymph season will start end of May, will officially start end of May, go until pretty much July. Um, and then you have larva season, which starts in July, goes until September, November, and then you have um, the uh, adult season pick up again. Um, here we have the mouth parts of the female deer tick. So you can see how it's very, it's barbed essentially. And that's why 
they when they bite you, they, they it hurts when you rip them out, and then they get a good grasp on you. Um, so and you can see that the the mouth parts on the deer tick are going to be longer compared to other tick species. That's why deer ticks tend to be a little harder to remove um, versus like a dog tick. Interesting. You know, if you get a tick into your house, you come when come on hike. I do a lot of hiking. Will that infest my house? Oh, uh, so no. So the ticks that we have in New England will not infest your house. Um, ticks normally need a very humid environment and our houses are too dry. So within oh. a day or so, they'll they'll dry out and die. Um, but in Arizona, New Mexico, they have the brown dog tick, which um, those are a little more aggressive and are harder to desiccate. Um, so they do they are, it is capable for them to infest a house. Oh, all right. But in our area, we're, we're fine. Um, here we have a, uh, the Lone Star Tick, or the, uh, the Amblyoma americanum is the scientific name for it. Um, you can also see that it's, it's barbed as well, uh, but you can see that it's, it's less barbed. So when you remove it, it's, it's a little bit easier to remove. Um, and pretty much just all the mouth parts are gonna be distinguishing features for each uh, each species of tick. And then here we have the mouth parts of a female dog tick. So you can see that they're gonna be, the mouth parts are a little bit shorter. Um, and the pretty much you have the palps, which are on the left and the right side. And then what's in the middle is the hypostome. That's what goes, that's what cuts into your skin and is almost like a straw to suck the blood out. Um, you can see on here, the, the barbs are a little more thin. Um, that's why these ticks are a little bit easier to remove. Mm. And the good thing about dog ticks is that they don't transmit as many diseases as the other ticks do. Um, so for the most part, when doctors know that it's a dog tick that bit you and, fill, uh, and, and fed to completion, um, they're not too worried because it doesn't transmit, uh, it can't transmit Lyme disease, or it doesn't transmit Lyme disease, doesn't transmit anaplasmosis, um, and it doesn't transmit uh, babesiosis. Um, here we have a deer tick, or a dog tick that laid eggs, and you can see the little larva um, crawling over the mother. Um, oh, yeah. You can, the, you can see the size comparison. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing all that these all these pictures you have. Um, no, I just can't believe how great they are. Um, <laughs> it's really it's interesting. Um, do do cats carry ticks? I know mice do, right? So yeah. So the so the way so the I guess the whole disease um, cycle is. Um, so you have mice that serve as a transport for the ticks. My, all um, right. So if you're if you have garden if you, so if you have a garden on your property or if you have like a woods like a wood pile, um, these ticks or the mice are going to be traveling from the woods into those areas, dropping off ticks wherever they go, and then that's when, when you're doing yard work or something, you'll be exposed. So here we have a uh, a bike trail. Um, this is the one next to. Oh the yeah, yeah, like mall. a rail trail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I'm on areas all the like time it. riding my bike and uh, walking. Yeah, so I, I, I flagged around this area. I got a decent amount of ticks around the uh, where you have like that dense vegetation and that uh, 
barberry and you got um, a couple other like thorn species of, uh, of vines and bushes. Um, so that, so it's always recommended to be on the trail. I know sometimes dogs will pull the owners into those areas cause they want to smell around. Um, that's where you get a point of contact. So either the dog will get ticks on it at that point, or if you brush up against that, um, you can possibly get ticks on you. Um, that's why it's always important to do tick checks before you get back in your car. Um, cause what happens is, um, let's say your dog gets it, get, there's ticks on your dog and then your dog sits on your lap and then the ticks can crawl back on you and then you get home and you, you already did your tick check so you don't do it again and then at that point it can cause um risk for you getting bit uh but oh, going yeah. back to um the disease ecology so you have um the mice which are the reservoirs for the diseases so the ticks for the most part are clean so what happens is you have a tick that will bite a, mo uh, a mouse pick up the infection and then will bite a human and then that's when that um that bridge of uh zoonosis happens which is pretty much a disease that um, is found in animals and jumps to humans uh, and then deer don't tr uh, deer aren't great reservoirs for ticks they they're just great multipliers so what happens is you have you can have up to a thousand ticks feeding on a deer and then those thousand ticks will then lay two thousand eggs and then all those. Boy, what a multiplier that is. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I the, mean, the deer can't... pretty much help maintain the tick population at a very high level, which will then in return affect um, the, the human um, infection because then you have uh, higher ticks feeding on mice, which then will feed on humans. Um, here we have a picture of a deer tick questing. So you can just see that they're pretty hard to see, especially if you're like walking in the woods, but they, they love this type of vegetation where they can just grab onto anything that walks by. Wow. I'm just, I mean, I, I do a lot, you know, my wife and I do a lot of walking, a lot of bike riding at the rail trail. I had no idea that ticks were up in that area at all. I just figured being, as, you, know, as, you know, asphalt and uh, that the state would clean that up, but I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So in this picture we have, um, it's a little hard to see, but you can see that the, the tick has its arms out. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that, that's what questing is. They, they have their little arms out sensing CO2 and uh, move it. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Right there. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That is really, really a very unique uh, picture. That's really and neat. Then that, and, then they'll gra and then that's when they grab onto you and start climbing. Yeah. So how many ticks have you had on you in the in all these years? You had a lot of them. Whoops. I've I've easily had yeah I've easily had over a thousand. Like I, I get bit when I do field work, especially on the Cape. I get yep. bit at least five times a day. If oh that. my god. Um, and I'm out, and I'm pretty much in my the tick season is pretty much. I start in May and in November, so it's almost like six months worth of work. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing this for six years now. Um, here we have a picture from, uh, of uh, cultured Borrelia burgdorferi, which is the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. Um, as you can see the spirochetes um, in clusters here. Uh, this, th these bacteria, we collected ticks on the Cape. 
um, we dissected out the, uh, the stomach and then we cultured them and then we were able to uh, purify the culture and isolate um, the bacteria. And then we just took some images there. Yeah. Well, you got some great pictures here, Nolan. I tell you, I don't know if there's any more pictures or not. I guess not. <laughs> um, what is the best way to protect yourself, Tex? So the best way to protect yourself um, is always be conscious uh, when you're hiking or when you're out in dense vegetation because that's where ticks are going to be. They're going to be in these shaded areas with like unmowed grass or a lot of uh, weed growth or just thick, the dense vegetation essentially. Um, when you are in these areas, it's always recommended to wear long pants um, and with, yeah. with, if you have long pants, pretty much pull your socks over the boot of your pants. Um, yeah. That way they can't crawl underneath your pant legs. Um, and, and pretty much just doing tick checks. Um, tick checks are key. So with most tick-borne uh, illnesses and just ticks in general, it's better to prevent than to um, pretty much deal with like an active infection because um, it, it can get complicated and it's just a pain. Um, so it's definitely prevention is key. So always uh, tick check. Um, what I recommend sometimes is if you have like a certain sweater that you use for hiking, um, yep. you can just throw it in the dryer for 10, like 10 minutes on high heat. The, just the, the heat and the dryness of the dryer will kill any ticks that are on there. And then you can just pull it out, hang it back up, use your sweater or coat for the next jog that, or the next walk that you go on. Um, the, and then another, um, Thing to be aware of is a lot of people um, think that you're going to get ticks when you're hiking or when you're doing other outdoor activities. But in reality, a lot of people get exposed when they're at home, when they're doing some gardening right. or when they're raking leaves um, or just house uh, work around the house. Um, those are points of uh, contact that you wouldn't assume that you'd get ticks when you're doing those things but you do. And that's why you're at higher risk when you're doing activities at home versus when you're going on a hike. Cause when you're, when you're done hiking, you're going to do a tick check versus right. when you're at home, you just want to get inside, drink something and then continue doing whatever you're doing. So you forget to do that tick check. Um, and and um, I've had a couple friends here during the quarantine doing um, just yard work. They, ne they never left. And they had they got bit by ticks, so it's it's something that we should be aware of, or you should be aware of. Yeah, I know my wife when she got bit a couple of years ago, she was just raking leaves on her yard because we have a lot of pine trees where we live off of, off of Western and Pisco. And you know, she got two or three on her back. I couldn't believe it. You know, yes. and just just for raking, raking leaves in her own yard. Yeah, so, you never know. You're right. Um, is there any way that we should protect? Is there any way that you can protect your home? or from ticks or, or not? Yeah, so uh, definitely doing maintenance. Uh, I recommend if you have a, if you have a yard that like abuts um, like woods. Um, yeah, having which a, I do. Having a, having a clear um, differentiation between the, like the, the woods and your lawn is good to have. Um, you, it, it's, it's recommended to have at least three feet of uh, of barrier between like your woods and your lawn. 
uh, that way you don't have like that niche environment, which is you have all this dense vegetation coming up right on your lawn and ticks can sometimes crawl onto the grass um, and then crawl and then get into the leaf, uh, the leaf litter that's there. And then when you start raking, you bring it closer to the house and then you have a pile. Um, so definitely um, maintaining, maintaining that barrier. Um, just picking up leaves to remove that humidity, that, that the uh, areas for humidity to uh, yeah. build up. Two uh, minutes, two minutes. Two minutes. Just, two minutes. Um, also, uh, so I guess to add to that, um, I wanna, I'm offering a free program for all Pittsfield citizens or residents um, of me going out and doing a pretty much assessment of your property. I would let you, I would notify you pretty much indicate which uh, areas are, are high risk and how you can maintain these areas to uh, maintain these areas to uh, pretty much reduce your risk of getting exposed by ticks. Um, and uh, I guess you can add my email if, if, so if anyone wants to contact me to have this service, um, you can contact me at Nolan Smith Fernandez at gmail.com. Um, also, if you are interested in looking at some of the pictures um, that I, that we showed on the show, um, you can go to my Instagram page. Um, it's open to the public, so you can just take a look at um, some of the pictures and research that I've done. And then you can also contact me through there directly. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, offering this free service for people. I know it's something that's essential, um, and it's, 30 it's, seconds. it's my way to give back to uh, the community. Well, that was really nice of you. You were very informative, and, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, I think people should do this. Uh, it'd be a nice thing. Um, I will definitely contact you and do my property. Uh, yeah. But uh, I want to thank you on behalf of Civitan for a great job and, uh, and keep up the good work. And this is very informative, and I think it's very pertinent to this being, uh, you know, springtime and going into the tick season. So, again, thank you very much on behalf of Civitan. And I wish you to thank uh, PCD uh, thank uh, TV. For for letting us do this. Thank you.